Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. What we eat for breakfast will either make or break your energy and metabolism for the rest of the day. And yes, I'm even talking about that added sugar in your coffee or tea to start your morning. Hands down, one of the most important things that you can do for your metabolism is flatten your breakfast blood sugar curve. And this becomes especially important as we get older and become more insulin resistant, especially as women after the age of 40. Now, if your first meal isn't breakfast, which is the case for many people, it's important that that first meal that you eat to break your fast on any given day is a meal that doesn't cause a blood sugar spike and crash because your first meal will set the tone for the rest of the day. And it is the difference maker between you chasing snacks all day long due to crazy killer cravings or you feeling full and energized. So the big message here is choose your breakfast well and you'll feel and function so much better throughout the day. Now, for years, I did not know this. And I ate a sugar-packed breakfast. And then I was surprised that I needed another sugar-packed snack around 10.30 in the morning after a couple hours of work. I just figured everybody needed a little snack at 10.30 or 11 o'clock in the morning. But guess what? That is not true. So even when I moved to green smoothies back in 2009, I didn't initially add protein or healthy fats to my smoothies. I would just drink greens and a lot of fruit like mango and frozen bananas and berries, thinking that it was the healthiest food I could consume. Unfortunately, the problem with blending up fruits and veggies is that you pulverize the fiber so that it loses its protective ability to slow down the sugar from entering the bloodstream too fast. So I was totally spiking my blood sugar because I remember having and needing snacks around 10 or 11 o'clock after I had what I consider to be this healthy green smoothie. So a healthier option when it comes to green smoothies is always have some protein powder in there, a healthy fat source, some veggies like greens, and then some berries because they are a low glycemic fruit. That way you don't spike your blood sugar in the process and you get that added protein. It becomes a full meal, right? You get all the benefits. Now, I personally add two scoops of my essentially whole bone broth vanilla protein powder to my green smoothies to get that added protein boost, which usually adds up to around 40 to 42 grams of extra protein. And this is how I like to kick off my day. Now, looking back at the food decisions that I made because of a lot of incorrect advice, I realized that I was spiking my blood sugar pretty much every single day. And we're talking about four years, right? Every day I was on the blood sugar roller coaster. And as a result, I was often chasing blood sugar spike and crash most day of the week, especially on the weekends when I went out to brunch with my friends. And let's say there were a lot of strawberry mimosas being consumed. (laughs) Given what I know now, I survey a menu and a nutritional label with the mindset that I want to maintain healthy blood sugar levels because that's what's best for my mitochondria and my cells. And honestly, it's so critical that we have sustainable energy. I don't know about you, but energy is the name of the game for me because when I don't have the right kind of energy, I just don't show up as who I want to be. It affects my mood. It affects my ability to just function. It affects my brain capacity, my alertness. I just know that I'm not who I normally would love to show up as. So I don't know about you, but energy for me is the name of the game and maintaining that level of energy for as long as humanly possible. 
possible, that is what I'm here for. And I think that's what you're here for too. So my hope for you today is that you walk away with information that not only empowers you to maintain healthy energy, but also helps to boost your metabolic health. Now listen, before I dive into which breakfast foods will set you up for success all day long, because that's what I'm going to do, I want to highlight some important facts that may blow your mind around breakfast. Processed refined breakfast foods will send your blood sugar levels out the roof. I'm talking about spiking glucose as high as someone with type 2 diabetes, which is considered over 140 milligrams per deciliter. And the consequences of these high sugary breakfast foods driving these high blood sugar spikes are, it's generating an insane amount of free radicals in the body. It's taxing the pancreas because it's having to send a lot of insulin out there. It's inflaming cells in the body. It's increasing fat storage. And it's setting the body and the brain up for energy crashes, cravings, and feeling hungry just a couple hours later. Typically after breakfast, that's around 10 to 11.30 a.m. So those are just some of the short-term and long-term consequences of spiking our blood sugar all the time, starting with breakfast. Now, to give you an idea of how widespread sugar-focused breakfasts are today, over 2.5 billion boxes of cereal are purchased every single year in the U.S., and over 60 million Americans eat cereal every single day. Now, I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about American adults eat this cereal every single day. I want you to guess for a second. Can you guess the most popular cereal brand? Like, what is the number one cereal that's being purchased here in America? I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay. It is Honey Nut Cheerios. And honestly, I am not surprised. I grew up eating Honey Nut Cheerios. I don't know if you grew up eating Honey Nut Cheerios too, but my parents thought it was healthy. Honey Nut Cheerios is marketed to be super healthy, but it contains a mega dose of sugar. Although it's considered gluten-free and diabetic-friendly and all the things that it touts on side of the box, Honey Nut Cheerios contains 12 grams of added sugar just for one cup of cereal. And when you look at the ingredient list, here are the top ingredients. Whole grain oats, sugar, that's the second ingredient, oat bran, cornstarch, honey, brown sugar syrup, salt, and then it ends with rice bran oil or canola oil, a natural almond flavor, right? So when I look at this, six of the ingredients are made up of refined carbs and straight up sugar which is all added sugar. None of it's like natural sugar like an apple would be. And then you look at the refined oil, the rice bran oil and the canola oil, and you have a food product that is guaranteed to drive an inflammatory response every single time you eat it. This means over 60 million American adults are pushing their fructose and glucose and insulin levels to dangerous levels every single day by eating processed refined corn and wheat with a ton of added sugar. This goes for granola, toast with jam, even gluten-free toast, croissants, pastries, sweet oats, banana bread, bran muffins or any muffins at all, biscuits and jam, Pop-Tarts, bagels with cream cheese, breakfast bars, fruit-only smoothies, asahi bowls, orange juice, or any other juice that has a fruit in it, right? Even green juices, like Adwala juices. Look at the ingredients, look at the sugar, and it's usually the amount that you can find in a Coca-Cola, right? So we're talking about if you take out all the pulp and all the fiber and you just left juice, it, you're talking a massive blood sugar spike. Sweetened yogurt with granola, donuts, obviously, sugary protein bars and kind bars. Basically, food made up of mostly starch and sugar 
which is mostly made up of glucose and fructose, right? This is breakfast. This is breakfast for most people. And don't even get me started on coffee drinks, right? Vanilla lattes or mochas or a cappuccino with almond milk that contains seven grams of sugar per serving, which is what most coffee shops serve, right? They serve that almond milk barista blend, right? So when it comes to ensuring your coffee is sugar-free, always, 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 always ask if the nut milk has sugar in it or if there's any sugar or syrups added. That way you can decide to add in the milk or not, or to take the syrup out or not. So anytime I order an iced tea somewhere, I always order the iced tea without any sugar, right? Anytime we go to a new coffee shop, we ask, hey, does your almond milk have sugar in it? And if they don't know, my husband, Alex, <laughs> he makes them check. He's like, can you go check? And then if in oftentimes it's at minimum, it's a minimum of seven grams of sugar in a serving. And let me tell you, you can taste it because we don't drink any sugar in our coffee. And accidentally, sometimes we're told that there's no sugar and we get it. And we're just like, oh my goodness, that, that is a lot of sugar in there. So it's something to look out for. I know for me, one of the reasons I was dealing with a major blood sugar roller coaster back in my mid 30s when I, I had estrogen dominance, I was about to get diagnosed with Hajimoto's, but I had mega insulin resistance. We would walk down to this coffee shop down the street from our house. We'd walk down the hill. It was called Haddon Hill Coffee. It was in Oakland, California, right next to Lake Merritt. And we would walk and we would get these little mini cappuccinos and they had the yummiest, oh my gosh, the yummiest, you know, barista blend almond milk. And it was, it had sugar in it. There was no doubt about it. And I used to try to convince myself that that little bit of sugar in my coffee, that little bit of sugar in my almond milk in my coffee wasn't doing anything to me. But let me tell you, I tested this theory last year with my CGM where I went and got, I went to a little coffee shop, Parakeet down the street from my house. They have a couple different almond milks and one of their almond milk is sweet and it's the barista blend. It pretty much is the same barista blend as back in the day when I was 35 years old at Haddon Hill. And we got little mini cappuccinos because I just wanted to know. I was like, was I just lying to myself all those years when I went to Haddon Hill? And oh my goodness, mm, let me tell you, my blood sugar spiked, I don't know, 40 milligrams per deciliter above what it was. It was like 130 milligrams per deciliter from like 75 milligrams per deciliter. So I spiked like a good amount and anything above 30 milligrams is considered a blood sugar spike. So yes, all of those hundreds of trips to Haddon Hill coffee shop with my sugar almond milk coffee was 100% putting me on the blood sugar roller coaster. And so I hear this from people all the time. It's like, oh, I just put a little bit of sugar in my coffee. But let me tell you, there is nothing from stopping that sugar because it's in liquid to hit the bloodstream and to spike your blood sugar, especially if it's the first thing you have coming out of a fast. There's nothing to combat that. There's nothing to stop that from hitting your blood sugar super fast and causing a blood sugar spike. And it's no wonder we're chasing the caffeine and the sugar fix over and over and over again. So, you know, I also learned this the hard way. Just another quick little story, because here's the thing that we know to be true is that breakfast meals not only spike your, you know, if they're high sugar, they're not only going to spike that particular meal, but current research shows that the more carbs, 
for breakfast means less available energy during the day because it's stored as fat. And we also know that a breakfast meal that spikes our glucose will most definitely leave us hungry again sooner. And even worse, I know I got all kinds of all kinds of bad news here, but even worse, breakfast will deregulate our glucose levels for the rest of the day, which means we have an even greater chance of lunch and dinner hitting big blood sugar spikes because our blood sugar is still all over the place from breakfast. And this may last even longer than a day, depending on how big the spike is. It could last two days to fully recover. So I want to just share how I learned this the hard way is last year, my husband and I went out to brunch for Mother's Day, right? It's Mother's Day. I want to treat it up. And we decided to share a gluten-free cacao waffle with berries before we have our omelets. Even though we had our omelets, because we ate the carbs and sugar-heavy breakfast dessert before the savory omelet, my glucose rose from 75 milligrams per deciliter to 148 milligrams per deciliter, which is in the diabetic range. And it impacted the rest of my meals for the day, where I continued to spike all day long. Now, not as high as almost 150 milligrams per deciliter, but basically all of my meals were in the 130s and above. And the next day, my fasting blood glucose was 86 milligrams per deciliter when it's normally around 77 milligrams per deciliter. And it took me two more days of no sugar in my diet for my fasting blood glucose to recover back to my normal range. And I just want to ask, like, how many of us are doing that? How many of us are taking two to three days off of no carbs and sugar to get back to an optimal baseline? I know I didn't before I saw what happened to my blood sugar levels. Like I had no idea that this that it would take that many days to recover from Mother's Day brunch. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a sexy Mother's Day brunch, but what I recommend is you eat the omelet and the salad first then have the waffle. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a way that we can be more strategic about it. And in the last episodes, I go even deeper. I want to talk a little bit about that into what to look out for when it comes to blood sugar spikes and crashes. That episode that I really go into a deep dive is episode 377. And it's three signs to know if you are on a blood sugar roller coaster without wearing a continuous glucose monitor. Now, I will say that I learned a lot from wearing a CGM and I really tested things out. Things that I thought were super okay back in the day when I was wearing a CGM, I was like, well, let's just see what happens when I do that. Oh my goodness. It was rarely ever a good idea. It rarely ever kept my blood sugar stable. But I know that CGMs not, are not inexpensive. I know that they're not easy to get your hands on. So I do have this episode fully devoted to like, how do I even know if I'm on a blood sugar roller coaster? Well, I'm telling you right now, if your breakfast is carb filled and sugar filled, it's a guarantee that you are on the blood sugar roller coaster. It's so rare that we've got that level of metabolic flexibility that you can consume that amount of carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates and sugar and not get on the blood sugar roller coaster. Now in a nutshell, basically what I want you to walk away from this is breakfast is the worst time to eat just sugar and refined carbs and starches. And unfortunately, it's also the time that many of us are eating only sugar, refined carbs, and starches. Huh. It's always much better to have sugar as a dessert after a savory meal consisting of protein, healthy fats, and fiber. So now that I've painted the picture of how sugar can really mess with our metabolism and body, even in younger children and people, like young adults, I have a feeling right now that you can think of someone in your family who is struggling with this, right? 
I can personally think of a lot of people in my family and in my sphere who need to hear this episode today, right? This is like the dose of real talk and like facts and research that gets people to go, oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought about this. Like, oh, like it's that aha moment, right? So what should you be eating to set the tone for your energy, metabolism, your feeling full, and even enhancing that brain function. Because I don't know about you, but I had mama brain and I'm not interested in having it anymore, right? I want my brain to work. So to keep it simple, it's all about eating a savory breakfast filled with hormone-loving foods. Now, when you build out your savory breakfast, protein is critical. As one of my best friends, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon would say, we need to step up our protein consumption by consuming 0.75 to one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. For instance, a woman weighing 130 pounds has a lean body mass of about 100 pounds, So I would recommend between 85 and 100 grams of protein per day. That's approximately 25 to 35 grams of protein per meal. And this is why I have the two scoops of protein powder in my green smoothie. So I really want to kick off my day, making sure that I'm on track to hit that number. And so my number is around... 85 to 90 grams of protein per day, right? And I want to make sure that breakfast, I kick it out the door. I kick it out the gate, making sure that I'm getting adequate amounts of protein. So what are protein-rich foods? These are meat, fish, eggs, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Tofu is a great option as well. And this can help increase your metabolism for a few hours and help you stay full. Now, this is because protein requires your body to use more energy to digest them. This is known as the thermic effect of food, TEF. The TEF refers to the number of calories your body needs to digest, absorb, and process the nutrients in your meal. And research shows that protein-rich foods increase the thermic effect of food the most. For example, they increase your metabolic rate by 15 to 30% compared with 5 to 10% for carbs and 0 to 3% for fats. Now, it's important to note that most women aren't getting enough protein, especially as we enter our 40s and beyond, and that a low-protein diet leads to a decline in muscle mass and optimal metabolic function. Now, I rarely meet a woman or someone who identifies as a woman who doesn't at least need about 85 to 100 grams of protein per day. This amount can be higher depending on how athletic you are and your weight. Next up, Add healthy fats to your breakfast, and here are some of my favorite healthy fats. Olive oil, ghee, avocado, nuts, seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds. These are my favorites. Nuts and seeds are one of my absolute favorites, but probably my favorite favorite on this list is going to be avocado oil and avocado and olive oil. And then it's all about adding that fiber. Yep, I'm talking veggies for breakfast, or at least veggies for that first meal. Today, my breakfast was bok choy some almonds, salmon, and a small salad. And I am a big fan of leftovers for breakfast, and that's what I focus on most days of the week. That was definitely what I focused on today. Now, recently, I've been sharing my blood sugar-friendly meals in my Instagram stories in case you want to go check them out. You can go check out my stories at Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A on Instagram. Definitely shoot me a message. Share your protein-heavy, your blood sugar-balancing breakfast. I want to see it. Now, here are some breakfast and brunch ideas to incorporate if you're looking for ways to have that flattened breakfast glucose curve throughout the day. 
So probably my favorite is leftovers from the night before. We always cook in batches. So like we're making a ton of chicken tonight, right? We have a lot of salad ingredients. I have pre-made salad ingredients. We have a ton of roasted broccoli in the fridge. So it's super easy for me to just grab everything out of the fridge, make a little plate that is super blood sugar friendly. So leftovers from the night before, omelets loaded with veggies and protein and some avocado as especially if omelets don't bother you at all. Turkey sausage with eggs and sauteed spinach. This is a favorite at one of my restaurants down the street called Nectarine Grove. I love their protein plate, which is eggs, the turkey sausage, spinach. They even do a little bit of sweet potato, but I often give that to Kingston. Next, a veggie scramble, right? So whatever you've got in the fridge, throw it in there. Smoked salmon, avocado, and tomato. A protein smoothie with some mixed greens, flaxseed, avocado, and a half cup of berries. A breakfast bowl with sauteed spinach, black beans as a base, and protein and veggies, whatever protein and veggies you love, right? And then it can also be a yummy salad with protein and some nuts and seeds. So now that you have some of my favorite savory breakfast ideas, I want to share with you how to create a metabolic boosting morning routine so that you are setting yourself up for success. So here is my favorite metabolic boosting morning routine that I've shared on the show before, but I think it's totally worth sharing again here today. First, you start off your morning with 16 to 20 ounces of a belly slim down water. I'm going to share my recipe in just a second to help your liver, gut, and belly de-bloat and just function better. Now, I make my belly de-bloating water the night before in a two-liter glass jar. I add purified water. I squeeze in a big Meyer lemon, and then I add 15 mint leaves and a whole sliced cucumber and typically a dash of cayenne pepper or maybe some ginger root if I'm feeling a bit spicy. Now, research shows that cayenne pepper can boost your metabolism and help you burn an extra 50 calories each day. Next, if you really want to step it up, add some ACV to your belly slim down water to stabilize your blood sugar levels, or better yet, if you don't want to put vinegar in your water, I recommend taking an herbal blood sugar balancing supplement to set the tone for your day by keeping your blood sugar more stable. Now, this is why I created my powerful herbal glucose support supplement, which by the way, I released last week. And it immediately sold out in three days, although I had bought a month's supply of this new supplement. I knew it was going to sell out, but I had no idea it was going to sell out that fast. Now, luckily, I have a new shipment arriving on July 5th, and you can pre-order it now so that you're one of the first people to receive it before it sells out again in early July. Now, one of the reasons why I created Glucose Support over the last year was I believe that we all need a tool in the morning and evening to help keep our blood sugar and insulin levels flat and our metabolism working at its best. Now, I know from personal experience that I just don't have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to blood sugar spikes. And let me tell you, I eat really, really healthy and I watch my blood sugar like a hawk. And I realized this last year that if I don't have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to flattening my blood sugar curve and spiking my insulin levels, well, that there's got to be a lot of people, especially a lot of women out there dealing with the same thing, just like me. With over 130 million adults in America struggling with prediabetes and type 2 diabetes, and many more millions of us struggling with some level of insulin resistance, weight resistance, and really just being in survival mode, which drives insulin resistance as well then we got to take this very seriously. I know that I need to take it very seriously if I want to feel good today in my 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. 
Flattening our glucose curve is one of the most important things that we can do for our health for the short and long term. And I realized that last year that changing how and what I eat isn't always easy, right? It isn't easy for any of us, especially if you're someone taking care of families, working a stressful job, or just having a lot of obligations, right? Which many of us have. So I wanted to create a game-changing supplement that addressed all facets of metabolic dysfunction and help move the needle to better energy, better brain function, and while you're able to implement these lifestyle changes, right? We deserve the quick win. We deserve the tool that moves the needle for us while we're trying to implement these changes. And this is why I created Glucose Support. I wanted a tool and a solution for myself I wanted it for my mama. I wanted it for my family that would move the needle for flattening our blood sugar curve all day long. And guess what? It really works. And it lowers blood sugar after a meal and it keeps it lower throughout the day. Now, I know this because I tested it on my husband, Alex, and my mom. Both were struggling with insulin resistance. And after two months of taking it before breakfast and dinner, their blood sugar dropped by 10 points and they both lost over 10 pounds. We're talking about two months by simply adding this in. Now, mind you, they were also mindful around what they were eating, but this tool has been a game changer for my family. Managing your blood sugar and insulin levels precedes weight loss. We have to get those numbers in check first and foremost if we're going to lose that stubborn weight, right? Because insulin resistance is one of the biggest reasons why we're holding on to that stubborn weight. Now, I recommend taking glucose support as you would any other supplement with your meals. Just like you may take a digestive enzyme or a probiotic, you take two capsules of glucose support. Now, I recommend taking two capsules right before breakfast to help keep your blood sugars levels flat all day long, and this will support you throughout the day. And then I recommend having you take another two capsules before dinner when we are the most insulin resistant to level out our blood sugar, especially post-meal. This will diminish late night cravings and sleep issues. Now, the next thing I recommend to boosting your metabolism in the morning is swapping cinnamon in your coffee instead of sugar. Cinnamon is amazing for stabilizing blood glucose and it's heart protective. That's why cinnamon is also in glucose support, but you can totally double up. So you can take your glucose support and put the cinnamon in your coffee and you'll get extra benefit. Now, this was a swap that I started 10 years ago and I've never looked back. I love the flavor of cinnamon and I love that it's helping to keep my blood sugar happy in the process. Now, if there's someone in your life that is needing a little support in this area, but they simply don't know where to start, just like I saw a need for myself with the people that I love most, let them know about the benefits of glucose support. I'm going to have a link in the show notes to pre-order, which is drmarisa.com slash glucose. And as a first-time buyer, they can get 15% off their order. And that's anyone who ever buys for the first time when they go to the Essentially Whole store. You go to the store, get what you want, what you need, and you get 15% off. So I'm going to have the link in the show notes for that. You can just go to drmarisa.com slash shop, and the information is on the page. As I mentioned, the last thing that's super important when it comes to a metabolically boosting routine is having that protein. You want protein at every single meal, but especially breakfast, no matter when you have that first meal. So you want to aim for 25 to 30 grams of protein at each meal minimum, especially depending on what you need, because we want to support those muscles and aid in stabilizing glucose and insulin levels. Protein does all of this. 
This one change alone to your breakfast can drastically improve your metabolism and blood sugar. Then let's just add another element to this, which is intermittent fasting. So you are intermittent fasting from the night before. And let me tell you, that will create even more metabolic flexibility where you're able to switch from fat burning to sugar burning, which becomes extremely important for us women moving into perimenopause and menopause. Now, I've shared in many other episodes, and I'm going to be sharing in an episode coming up this week on Friday, that a 12-hour circadian fast is a great place to start. And this is like, for example, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And then you can add more hours over time. Now, personally, I do a 14 to 16-hour fast every day, and I feel great. Then I break my fast with a big mason jar of my belly slim down water, some coffee or matcha with cinnamon, and then always some leftovers from the night before, which is often fish, a salad, and some avocado. I remember early this week, we had made a bunch of salmon. So I had salmon, a big salad with Persian cucumbers, avocado, almonds, fennel, arugula, and a lemon vinaigrette dressing. And it was so freaking good. So if you are looking for some simple blood sugar and metabolically friendly recipes that also feed your gut and love your liver, go and grab my latest book, The EO Menopause Solution. In that book, I have a gang of recipes that you can mix and match. I have mix and match salad recipes and bowl recipes. Like when you mix and match all of them, there is dozens of recipes in that book because it gives you such an easy way to get every meal dialed in to help support your hormones and your metabolism. Now, after a week of switching over to this way of eating, let me tell you, you're gonna feel more energized, you're gonna feel more alert and more focused, and best of all, your cravings are gonna decrease along with feeling those feelings of hangry and moody, gonna be gone, like those things are gonna disappear and your body will undergo more incredible changes, improving your vitality and longevity. We're talking about just like seven days of a savory breakfast can change the game entirely. If you implement this morning metabolic boosting routine into your life, you are gonna feel like a different person in seven to 14 days. And if you really, really are ready to supercharge these changes, I highly recommend grabbing the glucose support. Go and pre-order it. Again, it's my newest supplement. It is a game changer for significantly improving your blood sugar and insulin sensitivity, even if you are not pre-diabetic or diabetic although it can absolutely help people who are managing these conditions as well. And I will have the link to order a bottle in the show notes, as I mentioned earlier, or go to drmarisa.com slash glucose. And as always, thank you so much for listening in on the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this episode today, they need to know what's going on with their breakfast meal, take a moment, screenshot the episode, share it with them via text message or Better yet, share it on social media. That way we continue to spread the word about hormone literacy. And if you do share it on social, hashtag hormone CEO. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.